Good morning, welcome to Behind the Embrace. Today the spotlight is on the acute hepatic porphyrias. We're going to be chatting and educating um, some of our listeners as to what the acute hepatic porphyrias are, um, very often referred to as AHP. Now this refers to a family of rare genetic diseases characterized by potentially life-threatening attacks. Uh, For some people, this can be chronic, debilitating. The symptoms negatively impact your daily functioning and quality of life. Now, there are four types of AHP. Acute intermittent porphyria, commonly known as AIP. Variegate porphyria, or variegate porphyria, depending on how you want to pronounce it, known as VP. Hereditary coproporphyria, HCP, ALAD deficiency porphyria, ADP. The symptoms of AHP often resemble those of other diseases. They can mimic other diseases in the gastrointestinal, gynecological and neurological and neuropsychiatric areas. Severe symptoms can lead to hospitalizations, unnecessary surgeries or procedures and very often, sadly, even in this day and age, misdiagnosis is common. People with AHP can wait years for an accurate and confirmed diagnosis. Now, AHP simply refers to the acute hepatic porphyria. Hepatic meaning that the liver is largely affected. So what does AHP do to the body? In people with a genetic defect for AHP, one of the enzymes in the heme pathway doesn't work properly. Heme is essential to our body and is necessary for our liver to function properly. In the liver, the heme pathway is controlled by an enzyme called ALAS1. When ALAS1 activity is increased, the enzyme that doesn't work properly is is unable to keep up. This results in the buildup of toxins called ALA and PGP in the liver, which are released throughout the body. ALA and PBG are harmful to nerve cells and they've been associated with the symptoms and the attacks of the acute hepatic porphyrias. Now, associated with widespread dysfunction within the nervous system and a wide variety and an array of symptoms which can mimic those of other diseases, which is what makes it difficult to diagnose. The, the, the big difficulty is that everyone experiences AHP in a different way. It's not a textbook disease. The acute attacks can be life-threatening and they can last for days. Acute attacks are not the only sign of AHP. Some people with AHP, as I said earlier, will also experience daily debilitating symptoms, even when they're not having an attack, which is what makes it so difficult to, to diagnose. The chronic symptoms that people will will live deal with on a day-to-day basis are anxiety nausea pain fatigue and this occurring on a daily basis can eventually take quite a serious toll um, and affect your quality of life 
Your acute attacks can cause severe problems in many parts of the body and often require hospitalization. To recognize the symptoms and the signs, your central nervous system is affected, firstly. So this can result in confusion, anxiety, seizures, insomnia, hallucinations, depression. You may have the, the cutaneous skin symptoms, which result in lesions or blisters on sun-exposed skin. You have cardiovascular, the rapid heart rate and high blood pressure. The peripheral nervous system gets affected. Uh, there is limb weakness or pain, numbness, fatigue, tiredness, paralysis, respiratory para paralysis and sensory loss. It affects the gastrointestinal system by constipation or diarrhea, the autonomic nervous system, unexplained abdominal pain in the back or the chest, nausea and vomiting. The pain levels can sometimes be very, very severe that people require strong drugs such as morphine to, to alleviate some of the pain. Um, the urine can be dark or reddish um, colored, but not always. Um, it also affects low blood sodium. So, again, it's not a, a textbook disease, and one needs to be aware of the facts behind it. Um, and that's why I think that there needs to be more exposure um, in highlighting this disease, because it doesn't get the attention that it deserves. There are many people that suffer from it. Um, many groups that I personally belong to um, support groups for porphyria because um, if you, you know my history um, on Essential Embrace and Behind the Embrace, you will be aware that I have um, the genetic condition VP, which, which means that I have spent a lifetime trying to explain to even my my doctors um, what I need because not enough is 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 mentioned about the daily debilitating effects. Um, you know, plans plans need to be put in place to manage the disease correctly. Um, you can find that there can be many many triggers for attacks, but there can also be many triggers for day to day. Uh, living, such as your hormones, um, and including high levels of uh, estrogen and progesterone. These hormone, fl hormone fluctuates um, mostly during the two weeks before a menstrual cycle begins. Um, you then have alcohol, which is a major, major contributing um, trigger. Smoking. Stress caused by infections, surgery, physical exhaustion, emotional exhaustion. Uh, and that is probably the most difficult thing to control is your stress, which is caused by uh, environmental conditions, things that, that are perhaps a little bit beyond your control. The other thing is fasting or extreme dieting is a complete no-no um, for people with porphyria. We need to eat small meals regularly um, and when we start to feel uh, a little bit off kilter we need to carboload. We need to take in a lot of carbohydrates because carbohydrates seem to stop um, or at least 
they seem to control the level of attacks that we are prone to having. Um, and that is very, very important to understand that. Um, very often, these can be misdiagnosed. So if unless you have a family history of it, that you are aware you have it and you, you do the genetic testing, um, a lot of people will go through uh, most of their life not being aware that they have it and they'll go from doctor to doctor constantly searching for answers because for example your gastrointestinal disorders they can be put down to irritable bowel syndrome acute gastroenteritis with vomiting hepatitis Crohn's disease the neurological uh, Neuropsychiatric disorders can be put down to fibromyalgia, Guillain-Barre syndrome, psychosis. Gynecological disorders could be put down to endometriosis. Abdominal conditions requiring surgery take abdominal pain for appendicitis, um, cholecystitis, peritonitis, intestinal occlusion. Um, the list can go on and on. Um, so it is so, so, so important to understand and to make not only members of the public aware of this, uh, but to also make more of our medical staff aware of this. Thank you very much for joining me today. Next week, we will discuss uh, and look at how this can, how, how is AHP diagnosed? Um, what are the procedures for doing this? Thank you. Look forward to seeing you next week. Bye.